0: News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. On the Mark is powered by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area at 221 North 36th Street, Quincy. Faith, family, and giving back. That's Cunis Country. And now, here's Mark Hespin. Good morning, Tri-States. And wherever you may be listening on the News Talk 1070 KHMO app, I am Mark Hespin. This is On the Mark. And of course, it is brought to you by the amazing people at Kunis Country Honda Hyundai. Ask them about their complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty and the amazing thing they're doing right now, raffling off a brand new Honda CRV to support the Festival of Lights in Quincy. Stop by the dealership, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Buy a raffle ticket. You could be driving a brand new loaded out CRV to start off 2020. 20- Twenty-one. How cool is that? It's an amazing deal. Go to CutestQuincy.com. All right. Uh, welcome on into the show. Last week's show, Eastern Conference Preview, and then we went into Week 14. This week's show, same format, Western Conference Preview in the NBA, and then we will dive into Week 15 of the NFL, uh, which includes the massive, massively important matchup between Kansas City and and New Orleans. We'll get into all of that as well. Now, Drew Brees playing, how that affects everything, and what Drew Brees playing really says about the Saints and what they feel about not only their quarterback situation, but about they their shot and their feeling of their Super Bowl chances. And getting all that, of course, then a little college football talk and then uh, to wrap up the show uh, with a little thoughts on Giannis and signing that mega, mega deal. As the NBA starts Wednesday, Tuesday, I think Tuesday or Wednesday. So excited. So excited. All right, let's jump into it. Let's get going. Hespin headline number one. Hespin's headlines on the mark. All right, let's break it down. The NBA Western Conference. Uh, If you missed last week, I have for you on the KHMO website and the KHMO app, my full standing predictions. A reminder in the East, uh, if you want to know what I uh, thought about the Eastern Conference where I think the teams will land. Uh, And I got the Western Conference up there for you right now. But let's jump into it. Western Conference, uh, I think it's simple. I think the Los Angeles Lakers are certainly the team to beat in the NBA uh, and should have no reason why they shouldn't win the Western Conference. Um, The only reason I would – I'm going to put the Lakers at the top. I think they'll finish with the best record in the West. Uh, The only thing that could change this really is the fact that, once again, LeBron James going into year 18, how does his body hold up after such a short short break 72 days is well documented uh, after them taking down the heat in October, starting back up here in December. How does that affect his body in year 18 72 game season? So less games, but still in a, a kind of short amount of time here. Uh, so how much does LeBron take off an 80 Anthony Davis, a guy who uh, historically has struggled with health, has been very healthy since joining the Lakers. Uh, can that luck contribute now? Uh, one of the reasons why I still think the Lakers will be fine because they add Montrezl Harrell, they add Dennis Schroeder. Um, they are loaded. Uh, love what Frank Vogel's built out there. Love the Lakers. Uh, if you had to pick me to ask me to twist my arm right now, who I think is going to be holding up the championship trophy uh, at the end of the 2020, uh, 2021 season, uh, I'm going to say LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, they should be the favorites, defending champs. Uh, they looked incredible. AD is the, by far, the second best number two in the NBA right now, and it's not its not really close, and LeBron James is still the best player in the NBA. Number two, I'm going to take the Denver Nuggets. Denver Nuggets are a great regular season team. They're still very young. They're still getting better. The emergence of Michael Porter Jr. in the bubble, uh, I think that's going to be huge as far as them building more confidence. Jamal Murray was an animal in the bubble. We all saw what he did to the Clippers. Jokic is the best center in the NBA. You have all three of those pieces. Uh, Plus, I love their head coach, love the system they run, a lot of depth. Bol Bol, the young kid, can he take a step uh, forward as well uh, when he gets a a full season under his belt? Very excited about the Nuggets. There's no reason the Nuggets uh, shouldn't be in the Western Conference Finals again. Extraordinarily talented, very deep. Uh, and a very unique roster that's hard to defend. With the shooting of Murray, with the playmaking ability of Jokic, uh, can they get over the hump against the Lakers? I don't think so. Uh, but again, it wouldn't shock me if Jokic, Murray, and Porter Jr. are there in the end compared to other big-name stars in the Western Conference. Uh, number three, the Los Angeles Clippers. I like that Ty Lue gets a shot with this Clippers team. I think this Clippers team... They've really got smacked in the mouth in the bubble. They lose Montrez Harold. I think Kawhi is going to be coming in and playing with a, a much more higher intensity. play uh, Playoff P, Paul George signs a big deal. A lot of money for playoff P. Uh, they're all in on that core. And I think they realized as a team as well, hey, we can't just flip a switch. We got to play hard in it, uh, night in, night out. I think that plays well for the Clippers. I, I would not shock me if the Clippers represent the Western Conference in the A fi- NBA Finals. Kawhi Leonard, I'd argue, second or third best player in the NBA still. Uh, Paul George playing with as much fire under his belly as possible to try and prove the doubters wrong. And he should because he was not good in the bubble uh, in, in, in large parts of the season last year. Can Ty Lue be the difference as the head coach in getting the Clippers uh, to make uh, – A bigger leap. I don't see them being as good as the Nuggets or the Lakers right now. I'll have them third, uh, but again, wouldn't shock me if they represent the West. Number four, this is where we start to get into teams that it wouldn't surprise me if they make a Western Conference Finals, but I do not think they would win the Western Conference. Uh, And that starts with the Dallas Mavericks. Luka Doncic, can he take the jump this year to be the league MVP? I think it very well could be. I think Luka is going to have this team humming. He plays an exciting brand of basketball. He plays a physical brand of basketball that I love for the Euro uh, player that he is. Incredible ball skills, incredible shooting. Him and Porzingis healthy for a full season. Some of the other nice pieces they have around them uh, in Dallas. They lost a little bit of shooting with guys like uh, 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 Curry uh, leaving the team. But I like Luka taking a jump. I think he could uh, very well be in that top 2-3 for the MVP discussion this year if he stays healthy. Love the Mavericks as a young team, kind of like Denver. Maybe not as talented overall as the Clippers, as the Lakers, as the Warriors. Heck, maybe even as a Utah or Portland team. But uh, playing really hard night in, night out with Rick Carlisle. I'll put them at four. Number five, Golden State. Now, Golden State is very fascinating. I, I it would not shock me at all if Golden State is in the Western Conference Finals. But I'm a little timid because I just don't know how Golden State handles a full season now without Clay again. Last year was a wash. As soon as Curry broke his hand by week two, they literally said, Golden State, pack it up. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pack in this year. And they went into tank mode. They get Wiseman, who's a great player. Cannot wait to see him run the floor with Curry. With Draymond Green, uh, Andrew Wiggins, Kelly Oubre Jr. I think this team's going to be fast, play uh, play up and down the court, play Warrior-style basketball. Kelly Oubre Jr. is a poor man's Clay Thompson. Um, will they be a, a two- or one seed? I don't know. I think a lot of that has to depend on health. If they stay healthy all year long, Steph Curry uh, it could be on the, you know, we're talking a lot about in the NFL, the Aaron Rodgers revenge tour, kind of right off Aaron Rodgers. This could be the Steph Curry revenge tour, and and if the Warriors end up with a one, two, or three seed in the West, wouldn't shock me, and it means I think Steph Curry will be right there in the NBA MVP discussion. I put them five because I don't trust that they'll be healthy the old way, and I think you'll pull a lot of this, oh, we have the experience. We don't necessarily need a higher seed, and then they get bounced in the first or second round. Can't wait to see, though, how they play without Clay, and can they make a real run at it. Uh, a, a healthy Steph is good for the NBA, and I can't wait to watch. Portland, I'll put it six. Portland has a ton of talent. I like that Mello is bought into his role. He's a great fit for uh, the backcourt of C.J. McCollum and Dame Lillard. And again, Dame Lillard in the in the Western Conference – I mean, the guy is too talented to not make a playoff run here, and you start to see. Well, wait a minute, Mark. You've only got two spots left. And there's a lot of other good teams in the in the West. There are. I trust the talent, the coaching, and the cohesiveness of Portland. Again, I don't think Portland's going to win. Maybe they win a first round series. Maybe they could upset a Clippers. I think that's highly unlikely. Still, uh, they just don't have enough. Uh, Nurkic getting back is going to be big for them in in a full season. I still just don't think they have enough to make a deep playoff run. I'll put them at six. Number seven, this is where it gets interesting. I'm going to go with Phoenix. The Phoenix Suns were the hottest team in the NBA in the bubble. Uh, They won eight straight in the bubble. They just missed out on that play-in game, which I think they would have won if they got in that play-in game. They add Chris Paul. Now, Chris Paul, older, beat up. Can he give them the bump like he did Oklahoma City? I think he does enough to get in the playoffs. I don't think he does enough of a bump, and I don't think he's a perfect enough fit to get them to like a four seed where he got Oklahoma City to last year, or a five seed, excuse me. Uh, But I think they squeeze in in that seven seed, the Phoenix Suns and the long playoff drought. I love DeAndre Ayton, love Devin Booker. They got some other shooters uh, and uh, you add Chris Paul as the floor general, I think they're going to be a fascinating, fun team to watch, young, hungry to make a playoff run. And number eight, I'm going to go Utah. Utah has way too much talent, way too good of coaching with Snyder to not make the NBA playoffs. Now, I don't know where Utah fits. I think Utah could be as high as a four seed, uh, but I do think they're going to get in, and I think they could be as low as an eight seed because I do think they're... They don't have as high of a ceiling long-term, but they are a great regular season team. Mitchell plays hard. Rudy Gobert is a matchup nightmare for a lot of teams uh, who don't have the size to compete. They have shooting. so And then Quinn Snyder is a great coach. Great culture there in Utah as well. So good enough to make the playoffs. They will make the playoffs. I don't think they're good enough in this year to compete higher than a Portland, a Phoenix, a Golden State, a Dallas So I'm going to put them behind them, but they do make the playoffs, which means I don't think the Rockets will make the playoffs. And I know a lot of that's really shocking. It may seem like a hot take, but I will just say this, and I'll say it very firmly and flatly. I have zero faith in James Harden right now. I I have got to see it to believe it. In months from now, we could be looking back and be like, it was really stupid of me not to put Houston in. James Harden is is a top 10 player, and Houston gets in. I personally think Houston has a better chance to make the playoffs if they get rid of James Harden and they train James Harden. And again, as I put in my article on the KMO uh, website and the app, you can see right now, I get an asterisk. If James Harden is traded to the East, that'll shake things up in the East. I don't think the Rockets right now are a playoff team in the West with James Harden. So I'm not I got no worry about an asterisk in the West unless. The Rockets get a really significant haul. They play some really cohesive basketball and sneak into an eighth seed. But I think the only way they sneak in is if Phoenix, Portland, Golden State, Dallas, or Utah have some major injury issues, which, knock on wood, we never wish for that. I still think those other teams will be better than the Rockets. Spurs, they're going to be an interesting watch. What can Popovich do in piecing this roster together? I don't think they have a ton of young talent. They don't run the floor well. Worries me about the Spurs. Kings have a ton of talent, but again, we've been waiting for the Kings, kind of like we've been waiting for Phoenix. So, again, to see it to believe it. Minnesota, New Orleans, Memphis. I love all of their young talent, but do I trust it more than the proven talent of Portland, Golden State, Dallas, Utah? Not right now. Again, prove me wrong. Minnesota, New Orleans, and Memphis, and OKC is really the only team in the East uh, that's going to be a mess. Uh, they're a lot like uh, Cleveland in the in the East. They they just kind of rudderless right now. Uh, have a mix of uh, of weird older guys who don't really want to be there and a bunch of just puppies, just babies, and they got all those draft picks. So there you go. That's my NBA Western Conference preview in total. I'll say it right now. I like the Lakers to win the championship. I really do. I really, really do. But I think the West is going to be a fun watch. A lot of big star power out in the West still. A healthy Steph Curry is great for the NBA, and I can't wait to watch it. All right. You're listening to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app brought to you by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai. Follow me on Twitter at Mark Hespin, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. Follow the show. Search On the Mark KHMO on facebook when we come back enough basketball let's get to football massive massive chiefs game we'll talk about it all next it's on the mark on news talk 1070 khmo you've got a lot 1070 khmo welcome on back to on the mark here on news talk 1070 khmo and the khmo app brought to you by kunis country honda hyundai your number one honda and hyundai dealer in the tri-state area they are giving away a new honda crv all To support the Festival of Lights in Quincy, when they say, when I say they live the Faith Family giving back motto, I mean it. They're literally donating a close to forty thousand dollar Honda CRV to raise money for Festival of Lights. If you want a chance to win that car, all you got to do is buy a raffle ticket, go to festival of go to the cutest country dealership, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy, or go to the Festival of Lights and buy your ticket there. Raffle tickets. Money goes directly to the Festival of Lights, and you can be driving a brand new Honda CRV thanks to CUNA's Country. All right, let's get into it. NFL Week 15, insane week filled with some big, big games with massive playoff implications. Let's start with the fact that we got two NFL games today on the NFL Network. That's fun. I like how the NFL does this, starts to spice it up here a little bit late in the season. And we'll start with Bills-Broncos, which is also my upset of the week. Now, I think the Bills will win. The upset is the number. Uh, Buffalo favored by 5.5. I think this is way closer than 5.5. I think I think the Broncos lose by a field goal or maybe less. Bills, national media is all on them right now. Go to mile high in Denver. Broncos, uh, Drew Locke has stabilized, been better in the past couple weeks. Their defense is playing very, very good. The Bills still struggle to run the ball. uh, The Broncos can get after the quarterback, so they'll make life a little uncomfortable for Josh Allen. I still think the Bills take care of business closer than you think, and I'll take the Broncos to cover that line of 5.5. But I like the Bills to win. Bills right now are, to me, the second hottest team in the NFL. In my power rankings that I do on my podcast, I I, I love the Bills right now. I, I think they have... They, they, they have a, a a legit shot to make it interesting against the Chiefs <laughs> that just goes to show how good the Chiefs are uh, but I like the bills where they're playing and I get the, they get a tough win in Denver today Panthers Packers uh this is actually my lock of the week Panthers uh Panthers minus uh plus eight I don't think they cover I think the Packers win by 10 or more uh the Panthers are reeling right now their defense is bad Aaron Rodgers is got 39 touchdowns He wants this MVP. He wants this one seed. This would be a big feather in the cap of Aaron Rodgers' legacy if he can get to another Super Bowl, get another one seed, get another MVP. That three puts him in really rarefied air. Aaron's talking a lot of goat talk recently. I think he comes out motivated. It's cold in Lambeau today. Panthers, uh, they just don't – I don't think they got a chance in heck. And uh, that line is eight for a reason – I think the Panther Packers easily win something like 30-17. They cover that number. Packers get a big W as they march towards that one seed. I'll talk a little Panthers, uh, Packers to end the show actually, really quickly. Uh, some thoughts, interesting thoughts on it. Um, Bucks, Falcons. Love the Bucks here. Physical football. They uh need to win these games. Falcons defense. Struggling in the dome, I think this is a get-right game for the uh, for the Bucks offense. Look for uh, look for Mike Evans to have a big day. Tom Brady finding him, forcing the ball down the field, like the Bucks in that game. Niners Cowboys, this is actually my toss-up of the week. The Niners are favored because they are a better football team personnel-wise, and they got a much better coach. But man, Nick Mullins turns the ball over like it's nobody's business. Annie Dalton is the better quarterback in this game. I call it a toss-up because the line is San Francisco, but if I had to bet purely money line, I think Dallas wins this game in uh, in Dallas today. It's ugly. I'm glad I don't have to watch it. Uh, it good luck to uh, anyone who is choosing to watch this with two massive fan bases. Uh, both kind of stuck in this weird year. I mean, the Niners, we did not expect to be this bad, but I think a lot of it has to do with injuries. Uh, They're going to be fine once they get their guys healthy and then they figure out what they want to do with the future of their quarterback situation. Dallas, uh, they're a mess right now, uh, but still somewhat competing in the East. Uh, So big game for Dallas. I'll take Dallas to win. It's a toss-up. Lions at Titans. Titans are going to roll this. The number's 10. I don't know if they cover the 10 because the Lions get sneaky and get late touchdowns. Stafford's not 100%. The Lions are are way out of it. Their defense is bad. The Titans can go over the top. Look for A.J. Brown to have a big day. No one wants to tackle Derrick Henry in December. Derrick Henry, uh, he's got a chance at 2,000 yards, and going against a bad Lions rush defense and getting close to 150, 200 yards today on the ground, uh, that could put Derrick Henry in the MVP discussion also put him certainly in the offensive player of the year discussion. Love the Titans in that game. Texans Colts. A part of me wanted to go upset in this game with the Texans uh, upsetting the Colts. I'm not going to do it. I think the I, I I doubted the Colts defense last week, and and um, man did I pay for that in betting the Raiders versus the Colts. I'm going to put faith in the Colts defense this week at home in Indy. Uh, against the Texans that all the pressure is on the Colts they know what they got to do to stay in, in in battle for that uh first round home field winning the AFC South I think the pressure they know the pressure I know they know will be on because I think they know the Titans will play well against the uh, against the Lions. I'll take the Colts minus seven and a half I think it's close to that I think it's a field goal game but I'll take the Colts Dolphins hosting the Pats Historically, Belichick dominates young quarterbacks. But also historically, Belichick does struggle against former assistants who are very competent. Brian Flores is very, very competent. Cam Newton, man, he looked bad and and, and good and then bad and then good. Dolphins have a real defense. I don't think the Patriots are going to move the ball well offensively at all. I think the Dolphins will struggle offensively, but at home, I think they win by a field goal about... I'll take the Dolphins in that game as they continue to battle for playoff hopes. Bears-Vikings, massive game uh, for both these teams. The winner of this game, I do think, has a real chance to make the playoffs. They're both 6-7. and seven. Uh, Both of them could be favored over Arizona if they have the better record or, uh, or have a, a tied record. Arizona's got a tough three games to grind it out. The Bears and Vikings have... Decent schedules. They just got to get through each other here. I think the Bears win this game. I think offensively, they are rolling right now. And it's just a fact. It's crazy to say that, but it gives a lot of confidence to this Bears defense, which historically has played very good against Kirk Cousins since he's been with the Vikings. The Bears historically and Matt Nagy have handled the Vikings very well uh, since Kirk Cousins and Matt Nagy have been in the NFC North. I like the Bears to have a run game against the uh, Vikings. I think the Bears are able to get after Cousins here a little bit, beat up on the offensive line for the Vikings. It's close. The line's three. I ain't betting that line. I just think the Bears win. Uh, and uh, and you know what? I, it's a, I'm a little bit of a homer me, but I've watched the Bears the past couple weeks playing good football offensively. It's inspiring the defense. I think they do that again here against the Vikings. Seahawks, Washington. In Washington, it's going to be wet. It's going to be a bad field. I think that favors Washington's pass rush. The line six and a half. I don't like the line, but I like Seattle to win. Listen, the Washington starting Haskins. Haskins uh, have had zero faith in. I thought it was a bad draft pick to begin with. If you're not starting over Allen and a and a one-legged Alex Smith. As a young quarterback, then you really must be struggling. I don't think Washington's going to be able to move the ball very well, uh, even against a bad Seattle defense. Take Seattle. The number, because of the weather, I don't love. I think it could be a six or five, four-point game, uh, but I like uh, Seattle to win. I think they have the game pretty convincingly, but it could just be low scoring and, and maybe close towards the end. Jags at Ravens. Ravens roll. Lines 13, I think they could probably cover. I, I The Ravens, uh, they are on, uh, uh, on a mission right now. Lamar Jackson is playing I- incredibly inspiring football. I think the Ravens uh, want to win. The Jaguars don't want to win. That pretty much says all you need to know about this game. It's going to be cold and wet in Baltimore. Jags don't want to be there. Jets at Rams. Rams roll. Again, same situation. Rams extremely motivated. Rams at home. Jets got to travel across the country. Jets are a mess, and the Rams need to stay ahead of Seattle and get the uh, and 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 stay in that uh, driver's seat for the NFC West. Rams 17 is a massive number. I don't know if I'd bet that. I I, I think they could win by two touchdowns. I don't know by three scores. That's a lot of points. Uh, but the Rams defense has been playing very good. Uh, Again, not a game that I have any interest in watching. (laughs) The Rams will roll. Eagles-Cardinals, a game I'm very interested in watching. The Eagles played such inspired football to get a win against New Orleans, a very good New Orleans team. That threw the NFC playoffs into a little bit of a, a, a chaos with New Orleans losing the one seed now to the Packers. Cardinals clinging to playoff hopes. If the Cardinals win out, they're in the playoffs. If the Cardinals have a tied or worse record than the Bears, the Bears make the playoffs. It's as simple as that. The Cardinals know they have to stay a game ahead of the Bears because if they tie the Bears, the Bears, depending on who they've beaten, have better strength to schedule than the Cardinals. So Cardinals at home, motivated to win. The Eagles, you don't know what you're going to get out of Jalen Hurts. I think this game is going to be fun to watch, and I think the Eagles – Upset the Cardinals. Cardinals have not been playing good football recently. I know they had a get-right game against the Giants, but that was an easy get-right game. Giants, uh, Daniel Jones was uh, immobile. Uh, Jalen Hurts is anything but immobile. I like the Eagles to upset the Cardinals uh, in this game. All right. Chiefs, Saints. Massive, massive game. A couple reasons. The Saints starting Drew Brees. So tells you everything you need to know about the Saints' feelings for Taysom Hill. I think they realize Taysom Hill in this short time is not the quarterback of their future, but he is a great piece to have and a a very, very lucky uh, for Sean Payton thing to have, have in his system. And I do think Taysom Hill in an NFC Championship game, in a playoff game, in a Super Bowl, will have packages and will be extremely valuable and make plays. But when it comes to competing against the best team in football and the most explosive offense maybe in NFL history, Taysom Hill cannot compete. They bring Drew Brees back. Brees is not going to be 100%. You don't break 12 ribs three weeks ago and be 100%. It's just not happening. I like the Chiefs to win. I love the Chiefs' ability to score over the top. The Saints' pass rush will cause issues. I think this game is lower scoring than you think. I really do. People think, oh, Saints-Chiefs, big offense. But both defenses are going to be playing tight. The Saints cannot go over the top. The chiefs know that Chiefs' strength is in that defensive line to get pressure problem though, is the chiefs love going over the top. They score best when they make explosive plays down the field, but that saints defensive front is for real. And they will get after Patrick Mahomes lower scoring. I like the chiefs to win. And that really kills the saints for being a super bowl contending team. I'll tell you towards the end of the show. Browns, Giants, Monday night football. Massive game for both teams. Can the Browns bounce back? Second time that we get the Browns in uh primetime here in two weeks. The Giants reeling. What is the health of Daniel Jones? I like the Browns to win this game. Browns defense is a total mess in the back end. But Miles Garrett's for real. Prime time, I think they get back to running the football. It's a tough Giants defense, low scoring. I don't trust the Giants' health right now. I don't know where Daniel Jones' hamstring's at. I also just think that the Browns are a well-coached football team that will bounce back from that loss. And the Browns, besides the Steelers and the Ravens, have been really good against pretty much everyone else. They have a big brother, little brother syndrome I'm going to ride that hot hand. The line is six. I don't like the line. I would take uh, the Giants. I think the Browns win by maybe a field goal. Uh, It's close, but I think the Browns win on Monday night. Um, On Sunday night, excuse me. And then Monday night, Bengals, Steelers, Steelers roll. Again, Steelers don't, uh, Bengals don't want to win. Steelers desperate in need of a win. I think Steelers get a get right game against a bad Bengals team. Uh, Maybe early on the Bengals jump out to a lead 10-3, 10-3, something like that, but then watch the Steelers figure it out, lay it on. The Bengals don't want to win. They do not want to win. They want that third pick so they can either trade it for a bevy of picks or get that uh, once-in-a-generation tackle for Morgan to protect Joe Burrow. So there you go. That is your Week 15 NFL Preview. Uh, you're listening on the mark here on Newstalk 1070 KMO. Brought to you by Kunis Country, Honda, Hyundai, your number one Honda Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area, 221 North 36th Street. And Quincy, tell him Mark sent you. When we come back, college football. I'm the biggest Northwestern fan in the world. I love Northwestern football. If you follow me on Twitter, you know this, at Mark Espen. But I'm rooting for Ohio State today. I'll tell you why when we come back. It's on the mark on Newstalk 1070 KHMO. Take us anywhere. Hometown Newstalk 1070 KHMO and the free KHMO mobile app for your smartphone. You've got a lot today with daytime highs approaching 40. Northwesterly winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. Lows around 26. Tonight, partly cloudy skies. Sunshine mixed with clouds at times. Tomorrow, daytime highs approaching 45. Dry with temps well above average. Monday and Tuesday and highs in the upper 40s. Right now, 37. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on Newstalk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Follow On the Mark on Facebook. Just search On the Mark KHMO. Uh, You can find it through the KHMO Facebook. I shared the link there this morning. Uh, Also, follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Mark Hespin, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. And we are brought to you by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai. And I'm telling you, they're doing this raffle for the Festival of Lights. Get in on it you could win a brand new 2020 Honda CRV fully loaded $40,000 vehicle. Just buy a raffle ticket at Cunis country, two twenty one North 36th street in Quincy support the festival of lights. They live and breathe faith family giving back. My voice gets exhausted after, after those two, I'm sure your ears getting exhausted. I'm like shut up already. All right, we're moving on college football. Um, I, I tease this. I'm the biggest Northwestern fan in the world. I love Northwestern. My little brother uh, had an opportunity to uh, almost walk on at Northwestern. I went met Pat Fitzgerald, doing all the recruiting and everything. Uh, I have said for years and years and years to close friends, when I lived in Chicago, I went to a couple of Northwestern games. I went to NIU. I, I'm Listen, NIU I'm NIU's my school. I go Huskies. But if I could go to grad school in any place in the world, I'd only want to go to Northwestern. It's beautiful. It's on the lake, downtown Chicago. I mean, in Evanston, just north of the city, It's incredible. I love it. But I'm rooting for Ohio State today, and I'll explain why. Do you realize we're not talking at all about the Big 12 right now? Why? Because their championship game today is number 10 versus number 6. Both have two losses, Iowa State and Oklahoma. The Big 10's relevancy is now solely reliant on Ohio State getting into the college football playoff. That's it. Wisconsin laid an egg this year. Michigan laid an egg this year. Penn State laid an egg this year. And Northwestern laid an egg against Michigan State. If Northwestern was undefeated right now, they'd probably be ranked six or seven, and I'd be rooting for them to beat Ohio State as a fan of Northwestern. Because then a Northwestern would have every right to be in the college football playoff. And I believe they would be an undefeated Northwestern team beating Ohio state. Uh, I-, I think they would get in at that four seed, but they lost. And now the conference and the strength of the big 10, which is the only real challenger from top to bottom to the sec in college football, Pac-12's not. Did you watch that game against... USC is supposed to be the best the Pac-12 had. They stink. They'd be a three-win, four-win team in the SEC. The Big 12 is the second worst conference. Oklahoma, if they had to play every SEC schedule, Iowa State had to play every SEC schedule, they'd be three or four lost teams. The Big 10 top to bottom is the closest thing to competing with the SEC. Now, the ACC is unique this year because Notre Dame is normally independent. ACC is very top-heavy. North Carolina looks to be getting it right. They just had a top-ten recruiting class. Miami looks to be getting it right. They just had a top-ten recruiting class. And Clemson's there. So they have three legit players in the future. The Notre Dame, excluding, they're not a real ACC team, but they are this year. So the ACC is a better conference this year than the Big Ten. So the Big Ten needs Ohio State to get in. Do you realize if you have a school that gets into the Big t- the college football playoff, your conference gets like $6 million to spread be- between the teams. So like every team in the Big Ten then will get about a half a million dollars. You know how much a half a million dollars can do to improve the facilities and in Indiana to keep improving their program, a Minnesota to keep improving their program. They need Ohio State in. I'm rooting Ohio State because I'm a fan of the Big Ten. And Ohio State, even if they get bounced in the first round, they get that money at that brand recognition. They just had a sick recruiting class as well. Uh they are uh they are needed uh in in as far as the Big Ten's strength and supremacy. We're not the Pac-12's a joke this morning. The Big 12's a joke this morning. And the ACC is gonna get at least one team, probably two if Clemson wins. And the SEC is the best conference. We all know it. We all know it. So I'm rooting for Ohio state. That being said, I think Ohio state will win. I think they're uh, uh, just, a, they have way more talent. I love Pat Fitzgerald. I think he's one of the top five coaches in college football. Uh, and I will be rooting. You know, I, I'm not and actively. I love Northwest. It's a tough game for me, but Ohio state is going to win. And I, and I support them winning. Uh, as far as the other big games, say I will take Clemson to beat Notre Dame, uh, and I think as long as it's fairly close and fairly competitive, uh, both teams will be in. Now, if Clemson rocks Notre Dame, rocks, rocks, rocks Notre Dame, I could see then maybe the the college football playoff committee going. You know what? We we, we maybe Notre Dame falls out of the top four. I don't see that happening. They're undefeated. They have a they, they've. Played very well this year and against very good teams. I think as long as – if Notre Dame wins, Clemson's out, though. Clemson's out. Clemson needs to win to get in. Alabama does not need to win to get in. Ohio State needs to win to get in. Notre Dame does not need to win to get in. So there's some unique storylines here. I think at the end of the day, though, Ohio State wins, Clemson wins, and Alabama beats Florida, and I do believe that we'll be sitting here at midnight tonight knowing that Alabama – will be the one seed. Clemson will be the two seed. Ohio State will be the three seed. Notre Dame will be the four seed as a one loss. And then you'll get Notre Dame versus Alabama, Clemson versus Ohio State. And that's going to be fun, juicy matchups for us all on New Year's Day. Uh, Ohio, The Big 12 will be on the outside looking in. The Pac-12 will be on the outside looking in once again. And there we go. That's my predictions with college football. Cannot wait to watch what will be a great, great day of college football, very exciting, and and I and I hope you understand what I mean when I say these the, for these conferences, it, it's so relevant for them to stay relevant, and the rest of the Big Ten. If you're a fan of a Big Ten team, do not root against Ohio State. I know it sucks because they're the best team in the in the conference, but the ACC teams they root for Clemson, Boston College, North Carolina, Miami. They root for Clemson, Florida State. You have to. Because they bring money to the rest of your programs. The SEC, they would love to have two SEC teams in. Why? Because that's double the money that gets come back to their programs. The ACC is going to be rooting for Clemson today. Because then they get two teams into the playoff, and that money gets dispersed, massive amount of money, to the rest of the ACC schools. And that's huge for recruiting. That's huge for building your facilities up to compete against the SEC teams. And it's great for brand recognition for these kids to say, hey, you know what? I got an offer from also this ACC school and this SEC school. Well, maybe I want to go build something in an SEC and an ACC is over an SEC. Meanwhile, the Pac-12 sitting there putting garbage up on Friday night. Uh, The USC looks like trash against an Oregon team that has struggled all year. Three and two goal, you know it shouldn't have even been in that game. And kudos to Oregon; uh, they looked like the best football team in that field last night. And then the pack the the Big Twelve game today. Who cares? Who cares? Even if Iowa State hung fifty and won fifty to four of Oklahoma, they ain't getting in. They're not one of the four best teams in the country, and they had two losses, so they haven't earned their right to be in, anyways. Texas A&M, I could argue they they need to put up a massive fifty burger against Tennessee, win fifty to one, and hope there's some chaos, Hope that Northwestern wins, uh, and maybe hope or, or hope that uh, Notre Dame wins, and then maybe they could squeak in, and then maybe two SEC teams get in. But I firmly predict that you will have Alabama versus Notre Dame, one versus four, Clemson two versus three, Ohio State by the end of the day, and I think that's the best thing for college football. And I think it's the best thing for us, the consumers. All right, coming back, I got to talk Wisconsin. <laughs> We're going to talk a little Milwaukee Bucks, and then why the Green Bay Packers, if they can lock up the one seed, just pencil them in to play the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Stick around. It's On the Mark on Talk 1070, KHMO. You've got a lot of... Six percent of employees have struggled with at least one issue that affected their mental health. When you share, you're not alone about your company's emotional health benefits. Visit heart.org slash sharing. Brought to you by the American Heart Association. KHMO and the KHMO mobile app. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070, KHMO and the KHMO app. We are brought to you by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai and their complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty. Huge end of the year deals going on now. Buy a raffle ticket. Try to win yourself a Honda CRV, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Tell them Mark sent you. They are the best. Very excited that Cunis Country will be still the main sponsor of On the Mark going forward all into next year. Very, very pumped about the partnership. And I love being part of the Cunis family. You will too. Trust me. Trust me, trust me, trust me. All right. Uh, I want to talk Giannis really quickly. Signs the mega deal, largest contract in the NBA history. I'll say this. I think personally. The NBA is best when there's storylines. The NBA is best when there is a villain. And wouldn't it have been great to see a a villain made out of Giannis and him go to the Warriors, the Heat, or the Lakers? I mean, yeah, the storylines would be insane. But for the general health of the NBA and for fan bases, this is a win too. It It shows you that, hey, if you're an organization that can find talent groom them the right talent and not baby these guys you can you can keep a superstar no matter what market you're in. I also love the competitive balance that continues for the NBA and honestly it made the most sense for Giannis. The dude will not even be 31 by the time this deal ends. He'll still be in the middle of his prime. He's just entering his prime and he'll have $250 million in the bank and get to sign another massive deal and then can go be a free agent and chase rings if they don't win one in Milwaukee. The, that Giannis can play. He's a, he's built. He's strong. He's physical. He's long. If he works in a shooting, there should be no reason why Giannis isn't still a dominant top three, four player, one number one player in the NBA in five years from now when this deal's up. And then if he wants to go to New York or L.A. or or wherever to try and chase the championship, Chicago, uh, I guess throw that in there, then fine. But this makes all the sense in the world. Don't chase these championships. Put that money in the bank. That's $250 million in a town that you love, in a city that supports you. Great move for Giannis. Finally, the Packers getting the one seed. I want you to like think about this. We'll talk more about this next week as we start to really get into the playoffs. The Packers getting the one seed, in my opinion, can pretty much guarantee them a Super Bowl appearance. Here's why. The Packers struggle with what? Physical teams. They got blown out by the Bucs. Embarrassed in those ways by physicality and physical teams. So for the Packers, getting to play at home in Lambeau helps negate a lot of that physicality from the teams that are physical that would come to play them new Orleans that dome team coming to cold Lambeau with Drew Brees and his little his his dead arm no shot they're beating Green Bay in Green Bay the Rams who could out physical the Packers but again warm weather LA we saw it happen to the Rams remember two years ago in 2018 when they had to go to Chicago in that Monday night game cold they did not want to be there Jared Goff did not want to be there Cali kid they the, the 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 cold will help the mental edge against the physicality, the thing the Packers struggle with. The only team, if you're the Packers and you're the one team that you'd be scared of coming to Lambeau for Championship Sunday, and not even that scared, but just that the fi- the cold won't bother them, is is Seattle, and not because it gets as cold in Seattle, but Seattle's used to playing in crap conditions, cold, rainy, and Russell Wilson. Uh, just it, it doesn't bother him. I would argue that Tampa, if you're the Packers, you would rather see New Orleans or the Rams over Tampa or Seattle in the NFC Championship game if you're hosting it. Either way, I think they're still the favorite in all four of those games. I think the Packers getting the one seed is a automatic. You can lock them in into the Super Bowl. It's going to be interesting to watch for, uh, but I, I, I just it's a it's a hunch, it's a theory. I don't even look at the matchups that much, except for the fact that the Packers struggle with physicality. But that freezing cold temps in Lambeau, empty Lambeau Field, it's going to be cold and miserable. And the Rams or the Saints, they ain't going to want to be there. The Bucks, they ain't going to want to be there. Seattle want to be there, but I just don't think they have the talent to compete with Green Bay in that regard. Something to keep an eye out for. My thoughts, uh, I think Green Bay could really, really, if they lock up the one seed, I think we may get a Green Bay versus Kansas City Super Bowl. And boy, oh boy, after the crap year that we've had, wouldn't that be <laughs> exactly what the doctor ordered? And it would kill me as a Bears fan, knowing that there's the quarterback my team should have drafted and the guy who's been killing me for the past 15 years competing in a Super Bowl. But what can you do? Uh, this on, on the Mark here, brought to you by Cunis Country, Honda, Hyundai. We will see you next week. Uh, enjoy your Christmas. Enjoy the holidays. Be safe. Have fun. Be merry. And be safe. It's On the Mark on stock 1070 KMO. the KMO app. You've got a lot formed from America's hometown. We are News Talk 1070 KHMO Hannibal and streaming through the free KHMO mobile app.